0: We are dedicated to spreading the good news of Jesus Christ through all available means with a sole focus of teaching the word, making it plain, sharing it with love. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I'm a believer, I'm not a doubter. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I'm blessed and cannot be cursed. I shall live and not die and declare the salvation of the Lord. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. My life is getting better after I've heard and done the word of the Lord. I'll be reading the scriptures for today. Um, I'm going to be reading from Philippians four, four through six, and it. Re- this is the Amplified version, and it reads: "Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, take pleasure in Him. Again, I I will say, rejoice." Let your gentle spirit, your graciousness, unselfishness, mercy, tolerance, and patience be known to all people. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and doers and readers of his word. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you for being here, Father God. We thank you for your word on this morning, Father God. Let it do what it do, Father God, on this morning. Touch our spirit, man, on this morning, Lord. Don't let us leave here the way we came, God, but let us take this information, Father God, and go forth, Father God, and work this word out, God. Walk it out, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Lord, I ask you, God, in Jesus' name, to help me, Father God, to teach it, make it plain, and share it with love, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Amen. So good morning again. Our subject for this morning is "Don't worry, be happy." Philippians four four through six. So Paul was addressing um, the Christians in Philippi when he was talking in this in, ver- in chapter four. He was encouraging Eodia uh, Iodi- and Syntesia. Syntegy, Syntegy is that other name. Syntegy. He was encouraging them to work together in harmony. That was two women that were working, and there was some conflict, but he was now encouraging them to work together and encouraging the other Christians around them to encourage them because they had been a part of a part of the struggle that Paul had known. And so the, the encouragement was for everybody to work together. We've all heard over and over again that there are, there are many parts. There's one body, but many parts to that body, just as with your own body. There are many parts you're not just a head, you're not just a arm or a leg, there are many parts to make up that body and so in this case there are many parts to make up the body but it all has to work together in harmony in order to get the job done your whole body has to work together in order to get up and walk your whole body has to work together in order to drive, in order to eat, in order to do whatever it is you're doing, you need every member to cooperate, amen and to work in harmony so this is what Paul was was encouraging the, the uh, the Philippians to do at this time then we come to verse four where which is telling us to rejoice in the Lord always not sometimes but always and if anything we get caught up on is those uh, absolute words an absolute word is is always or never Those are absolute words because if you say something never happens, that means it never happens. If you say you're never on time, that means that there is no time in your life. Have you ever been on time? So we go to absolute. It says always. The word of God says always. We ought to always rejoice. So it doesn't put stipulations on it that says that if things are going okay, if everybody is cooperating, if everything is is in harmony, then then we rejoice. But it says we ought to always rejoice. What are we rejoicing in? We're rejoicing in the Lord. Amen. And for Christians, they're they're wanting to rejoice in those times that are easier. And I said for Christians, it's easy to rejoice in the good times or what we call good times but when things don't quite go like we think they should go it, it, it gets to be difficult it gets to be a task now, don't get me wrong it's a level that we have to get to to rejoice always because to rejoice always means that it doesn't matter what's going on in my life I am rejoicing on the inside I still feel glad when the outside is looking horrible No matter what it is, whether chicken high, gas high, whatever going on, I'm still rejoicing on the inside. I still have that peace of God that lies on the inside. Amen? So it says to rejoice, to delight, and take pleasure in God. When we take pleasure in God, that means that we are rejoicing in him. We know that because he is the leader of our life, he is the head of our life, that everything is going to be all right. Even when it doesn't look like it at that time, we can still rejoice. Why? Because we know the outcome. We know that we win, no matter what we win. And so with that in the back of our head, the whole time we're going through knowing that I don't care what it looks like right now, I know that I win. I don't care what it sounds like right now. I know that I win because I'm trusting in God. I believe what he says. I stand on the word of God and I believe what the word says. The word is in me and I'm in the word and we're all one. And so I know what the word says about my situation. The problem comes when you don't know what the word says about your situation. When you don't know that you can live and not die. You don't know that you can be the head and not the tail. You don't know that no weapon formed against you can prosper. So you think just because everybody at the job is against you or it seems that they're against you, that you're going down. Not so. Not with the Lord on your side. Not when you're standing on the word. He says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And so you stand on that and you believe in that and you don't worry about what it looks like because you know what it is. And that's important that we know what it is. That may be the truth, but we have, that may be the fact, but we have the truth. So the fact is that it looks like you're not going to win. But the truth is, because God is on your side, you win every time. Amen? So Paul said to to delight in him, to take pleasure in him. He even repeated it. He said, and again, I will say rejoice. So that's like, and I mean it. That's that I mean it on the end of it. He comes back saying, again, I say rejoice. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. Again, I say rejoice. So in verse 5, Paul tells us to let your gentle spirit, your graciousness, unselfishness, mercy, tolerance, and patience be known to all people. So in this it was saying, so in a gentle spirit, what, what inhabits a gentle spirit? What all is in a gentle spirit? And so it started naming it off. It's talking about the graciousness. Does anybody know you to be gracious? Does anybody know you to be gentle or have mercy, have tolerance, or have patience? If someone was to say something about you, if they, did, if they just threw your name out there and they start naming things about you, would any of these things show up? Would any of these things be named among you? We're talking about a gentle spirit. We're talking about Christians that are trying to draw other people unto Christ. We're trying to walk this thing out so others will see what Christ is like. Others will see what God can do. So are you showing graciousness to someone? Are you showing patience with them, tolerance with them? Are you showing any of those things? And it is hard. It is hard because you know why? Because we start to look at ourselves, and we think, "Well, I was kind to them. Why they not kind to me?" I've heard over and working in the field I work in, and even with younger kids, I've heard over and over again, "I don't give respect unless I get respect." And nine out of ten times, they don't even know what respect is. You know how I know? Because they don't even respect themselves, and so that's how I know that you don't even know what respect is, because you're not respecting yourself. That starts from there. I respect, I respect me. And so I walk in respect. So if you give it to me or not, I'm still going to give it to you. I don't let your lack of respect stop me from being respectful. I don't let what the devil tries to throw at me stop me from believing the word of God. That's what it comes down to. Am I going to let the little uh, roadblocks he tries to throw in my path, am I going to let that stop me from believing what the word says? No. I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God. Amen? So showing your, your spirit, your gentle spirit to all people that all people might see, not just the people in your circle, the people in your home, the people that you associate with, your little clique, your little group at work, the little group you hang out, all people need to see because we all need to be saved. We all need to come unto the Father. So those people that are lost, they need Jesus too. They need Christ too. And sometimes they're in pre-contemplation, Sister Nita. They don't even know that they need him. They don't even know it yet. They're struggling. They're wondering why things don't work out. Every scheme they try, it never works out. They're trying different things, everything but God. But when you come along and you've gone through the same thing that they've gone through, but you went to God and you can share that with them, that lets them know that there's hope. You're giving them hope. When you walk it out, you're giving them hope. You're giving someone else hope. So whether you ever speak to that person or not, when they see you walking the word of God, That touches them, touches their mind. They start to wonder. They get a taste for it. It's just like when you hear about something that's good, whether it's a sale, food, whatever it is. You start hearing about it and you start acquiring a taste for it. Hey, maybe I need to try that. I've been trying everything else. It didn't work. Let me try that. So it's the same thing. They need to try God. They need to try God. So when you, when you step out and you show them that I know what it looks like, but I know I win, and you don't back down, and you don't come off the wall, and you don't start telling people how a T.I. is and all that stuff, and you keep walking the way God wants you to, that speaks loud. That speaks very loud, and people hear that when they see that. And so you have to keep walking with God, keep trusting in him, keep believing in him. It says, let this gentle spirit be known unto all men. In the next sentence, he says, the Lord is near. Or in other words, the Lord is coming soon. And I think this is one of those statements that we've heard so many times until we just say it and, and, and not, even, not even consciously saying it. We're just saying it. Oh, the Lord coming soon. The Lord coming soon. And before you know it, the sky is going to crack open. And soon is going to be today. day. Are you ready? Have you shown that gentle spirit? Are you ready? Have you believed in him? Have you always rejoiced? Have you trusted in him? Have you walked this word out to the best of your ability? Have you walked it out? I'm not saying that we're never going to fall, never going to stumble, but I'm saying we have help for when those times come. We don't have to do this on our own. We have support. We have the best support. We have the author of the book walking with us every day, leading us and guiding us into all truth. So we don't have to worry about that. We know that the Lord is coming soon, and we need to live each day like it's our last. I remember working at the alternative school, and kids used to say uh, something about live like it's your last day or whatever like that, and that's what we need to do. We need to live like it's our last day. Like this is our last day. Live. That means that showing the love of Christ. I'm not talking about go out and spend every dime you have, do every tell people stuff that you never would have taught. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about living to the fullest of your ability in Christ Jesus. Giving him your all, as that song said. Give him your all, everything you got, every day you get up. Giving God your all. He has been so good to us. So good to us. Every day you get up, you need to give him your all. From the time you wake up and get on the prayer line, whether you get on both of them or one of them, get on the prayer line. Thank God that you get on the prayer line. I thank God for you getting on the prayer line. You got the message? Get on the prayer line. Start your day off with prayer. Start off with that, with God covering you and protecting you for the day because you don't know what's going to happen in the next minute. So in the mornings when we get up, when we pray first on the prayer line, everybody got the number on the prayer line when you get on there? And you hear different ones praying, Sister Cheryl preaching on the prayer line. Amen. 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 (laughs) They got to call in and hear it. Amen. But it's a great way to start your day. I always say that it's a great way to start your day. Many people start their day in a whole lot of different ways. This is a great way to start your day with prayer, being covered by prayer. And guess what? When we're on the prayer line, even if you're not, we're praying for you. Even if you don't dial in, we're praying for you. Praying for everyone, not just those that are on the prayer line, but those that would have been on the prayer line, could have been on the prayer line, should have been on the prayer line. We're praying, we praying, lifting each other up in the name of Jesus. Amen. So that's what he said praying, coming to the Lord, bringing everything to Him. Verse six starts when he said, Paul starts giving us the instructions now don't worry, be happy. He starts by saying, Do not be anxious are worried about anything. And when I read that, I was saying, like, about anything, because I was going to say, well, you know, about some stuff, people, you know, might still get But the Word said about anything. See, we start to think about the stuff that can go on, and we start, well, they might kind of be where The Word said about anything, anything. There's nothing too hard for God. What God cannot do does not exist. He starts by giving us that word, don't worry, be happy. But in everything, that means every situation, every circumstance, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue, continue, continue to make your request known to God. So it said, take it to the Lord in prayer. Everything, everything. Take it to God in prayer. Even those things that you think that you can handle, take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to God in prayer that he helps you, that he gives you the courage, he gives you the strength, continues to give you the ability that you need to do that thing that you've always done. How many people have been walking all their life and one day they can't walk? That's something they've always done. I can walk, that's easy. I can talk, that's easy to someone that hasn't had a stroke, someone that hasn't had an accident. Those things that we always do that we take for granted, God is keeping us. God is giving us the ability even to soundly think. You know how horrible it is when you just get confused about something. Imagine someone being in that state all the time. Cannot think straight. God is giving you that ability every day And yet we want to pick and choose what we bring to him. It brings to mind the song that says, "Uh, uh, uh, what a friend we have in Jesus. And in that song it says, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Why? All because we do not carry what? Everything to God in prayer. Everything goes to God in prayer. Not some things. Everything goes to God in prayer. I was reading something while I was studying, and it said, Prayer can eradicate anxiety and bring peace of mind. And I have to read it again. It says, Prayer, talking to God, communing with God, can eradicate anxiety. And bring peace of mind. And so I looked up the word eradicate. I knew, you know, what it meant. But then I wanted a a, a working definition of it. And it said that the word eradicate means destroy completely. It means to put an end to. So if prayer can eradicate anxiety, it can eradicate fear. It can eradicate disbelief. All those things. And then it can turn around, prayer can turn around and bring you a peace of mind. You know how when you bring that thing to God and you earnestly pray and you leave it there? When you get up off your knees, whether it's it's literally on knees or whether you get up in your heart off your knees, you walk away feeling different. You You don't leave the way you came. You may have come with a broken heart. You may have come with sadness and fear and and doubt and fear and all those things. But when you get up, you know that the Father heard you through prayer. That prayer has just eradicated your fear, your anxiety, all those things that the devil was trying to use to keep you down. Prayer just got rid of it. God tells us about everything, bringing everything to him in prayer. Everything that concerns you, bring it to God in prayer, no matter how big or small. You know, we have people that say, I can't believe you bothering me with that. That's not God. He wants you to bring it all. If it concerns you, bring it to him. See, it may not bother someone else, but it's bothering you. So if it's bothering you, it's a concern for God. Bring it to God and let him fix it for you. You can't always go to friends. Friends are good. They're there. Family's good. They're there. But God, he's going to always be there. He's not going to tell you, not that little old thing. Don't bother me with that. He said, bring it. And he's on time. Yes. And he's going to fix it for you. He hears you. Even your faintest cry, God hears it. He hears it. Your tears, when you can't say anything and the tears just roll, he knows what that means too. He knows what it's for. So he hears you and he invites you, he employs you, he encourages you. Bring it to me, everything. He said, cast your cares on me, for I care for you. He said, give me your cares. I want you to be free. I died that you might be free. So to see you walk around in bondage, that's not God. He doesn't want you walking around like that. He wants you free. He said, Let me take care of that. And you walk on. You walk in the word and let me take care of them. Let me take care of that. Whatever it is, let me take care of it. He encourages you to cast your cares on Him. As part of our prayer time, He instructs us to be thankful, to have gratitude, because He knows how powerful it is to pray. With the exception of God's goodness, it's the expectation of his goodness and his grace. God knows how powerful prayer is. And if he can get us to understand how powerful prayer is, we'd be in a better way. See, God knows prayer is so powerful that God the Son prayed to God the Father. That's how powerful prayer is. Prayer is powerful. Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed, so you need to be praying. Instead of worrying, you need to pray about it. Take it to the Lord and pray everything. Take it to God and let him work it out. He'll work it out. He encourages us. He wants to hear from us. He wants to talk to us. So when you're giving that first praise in the morning and you have something on your heart, something on your mind, you take that thing to him. And you leave it there and watch him work it out for you. Amen? Prayer gives us an opportunity to leave our burdens with God, just to leave them there. And we don't have to worry about it. We have some people that if we ask them to do something, we walk away and don't even worry about it. We have some people that we won't even leave stuff with though. <laughs> <So laughs> but we have those people that we will pray, uh, we will go to them and we hey, can you do so and so? And we walk away and never come back until it's time to pick up whatever or do whatever needs to be done. But God is even better than that. I think about a time that uh saying this right now, I'm thinking about a time when and I forgot who I was in the in the van or car with us but we were going to dallas and i know sister vicky was there because she was driving and uh i can't remember who all else was in the car but we were riding along eating and so vicky was in charge of of uh driving at that point and she was supposed to get everybody's ticket and all that kind of stuff and so on the way driving some kind of way she thought about She didn't physically get the tickets or something with the tickets. That's how concerned I was. Get the tickets, and everybody was eating and laughing and having a good time. And so she said, wait a minute, y'all, wait a minute. And so we're like, what's wrong? She said, well, I didn't get the tickets, and we have to have the ticket before we can go in. We were going to see Color Purple on Broadway. So we riding along, so she stopped, and she was like, man, we got to do this, we got to do this. So she told us all what was wrong and everything, and we were like, Oh, okay, and we kept eating and driving. Was she going to work it out? We wasn't even worried about it. We knew that something was gonna, Vicki was going to work something out before we got there. She was going to work something out. That's how we have to be with God. When we have a problem, we bring it to him, and then we go right on eating our snacks and having a good time because God is going to take care of it. That's how sure we have to be in God. We have to know that we know. I don't care how young, how old. And the earlier we start teaching our children that they won't become adults like us and just not coming to the night oh, God will fix it. Oh, he will come through. When they start seeing you trust him, hearing you pray, that's where it starts. That's where we start. And we all have children in our life. We all have young adults in our lives that we can be an example for. Be that example that shows them that God will, God can, God wants to. He's standing there with his arms wide open waiting on you to come through. Amen? Amen. Amen. Prayer helps us to learn, to rely, and to trust even the more on God. When we pray, we build our faith, practice knowing that God is willing and able to help us. So as we pray, as we go from level to level, It builds our faith in God even the more. So each round we go, we might be asking for something a little bit harder in our lives, a little bit harder. But since we trust him and he came through the last time, we know that he'll come through this time. He won't leave us. Praying to God, leaving it to him, that's what causes us to be happy and not worry because we have the assurance that God will do what he said he'll do. And we don't have to worry about, is he going to come through this time? Is he going to come through this time? Is he going to be on time? Yes. He will come through every time, and he'll be on time. God promises that if we turn to him in difficult times, he will give us a peace beyond belief, beyond understanding. When we go to God, when we trust in him, when we rest in him, we'll find that peace beyond belief. Amen? Satan tries to use the fear that we've allowed to to grow and to fester on the inside of us. He uses that fear against us. He uses that fear to come against us and to stun our growth, to paralyze us. And when you get paralyzed in fear, that means you can do nothing. You're stuck. You're stuck. You don't want to be stuck. You don't want to be stuck. So you take it to God in prayer, amen, and you leave it there and allow him to fix those things that you can't fix. But God promises of unconditional love and peace will drive that worry away. You don't have to worry about that. When you read the word of God and you find out that he loves us, he says he'll never leave you nor forsake you, even until the end. That means I'm going to be with you always. I'm your ride or die. I'm here with you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. I love you, and I'm not going anywhere. I love you so much that I died for you. You don't have to worry. I came that you might have peace and that you might have it more abundantly. So on today... On today as we remember through communion how God how much God loves us he loves us so much that he sent his only son his only son came that we might have this life today that we might live a free life we're not in bondage we're not under any kind of spell or curse or anything we are free we are free indeed amen because where there where, where there's God there's liberty in Christ Jesus There's liberty here. That means there's freedom here. In Christ Jesus, there is freedom. So we don't have to worry. We can be happy always. Amen? So always, always pray and always know that God loves you. He's taking care of you, and he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. (laughs)